Good morning, church. Uh, my name's uh, Tom Christie. I'm the First Covenant Church Chairman this year. And um, one of Doug's um, last acts before he left on sabbatical was to put me in the preaching lineup in July. I, I, I was very honored when he did that. And then over time, I started to think perhaps Doug has a strategy here. If you don't miss him already. (laughs) But I got a good topic. The body of Christ. I love the body of Christ. Um, Which is you. Uh, And in fact, I started to notice this as I... As I was when I was a young man and I and I I was getting to know Jesus, I was attending a Bible study and uh, slowly over time, I was coming to a point of decision about about accepting Christ. And and one of the things I noticed was happening in me was that I started to love uh, Christ church. It just it made an impact on me. And I thought, huh, huh. <laughs> wonder what's going on. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it that much. And I love using the term. I find myself using this term, body of Christ, more and more often. Um, English I find to be problematic when it comes to the word uh, church. Okay? We, don't, we don't have this in, 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 in some other languages. Um, let, let me give you an example. So we say, uh, what's this building where we are? We call that a... And when we're going to go up to worship, we say, uh, what time is? And here I am, and I'm looking around, and I see the. Now, some languages, we would have a separate word for each, for each of those things. Okay. So when we call this building, okay, and what we do here, church, we, we look at it and the image we have for the church is, is this building. And, and that's an institution. And we're Americans. And we do not trust our institutions, do we? So it becomes a problematic word. It, it, it leads to misunderstanding of what the church is. But the body of Christ, look around. It's here. I love this word. The body of Christ. It says, you are the body of Christ. And you're part of it. Okay? When it speaks in, this, in, this, in these verses and, and says, you're part of it. You know, it's speaking on two levels. It's one, it's, we, we understand that, that the church in the New Testament, he speaks to the body particular and he speaks to the body universal. So, so we can apply these things to our body of Christ here. And the things that, that are written here and the things that I'm going to preach about today apply to the church worldwide. We're part, we're part of a worldwide church. Do you know at First Covenant, every week, there's a, uh, in, in the bulletin, there'll be a church listed and it says, please pray for this church. Okay? We rejoice in the other bodies of Christ that are in here in our, in our city. Uh, I love it when somebody, uh, says, uh, mentions to me, well, I, I go to this 
church. And, and I happen to know of that church or I know their pastor. I know other people in it. And I'm able to encourage them and say, wow, I, I heard that's a great church. I, I'm, I've, over the years, I've learned about the ministries of various um, churches in Salina. And they're, wow, great. Some of, them, some of them make me kind of jealous in a good way. You know, they inspire me, the things, the things that they're doing. I love the body of Christ. But some people today, um, you know, they say, yeah, I like, I like Jesus, but, uh, boy, I don't like the church. I, I, don't, I don't participate in that. I think the root of this, uh, of course, there may be many, many, many causes, but, but one, of the, one of the roots of this may lie, lie in our thinking, our paradigm, our model of what salvation is. Okay, some people would ascribe to the um, kind of the ticket to heaven model. And and it works like this. We, um, you know, I pray, I say, uh, um, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that you died for my sins and God raised you uh, from the dead. And, And so I want you to come into my life. Amen. And uh oh. Oh, for me? Uh, yes, sir. Sign here, uh, please. Okay. Okay. Initial. But uh, uh, right there, yeah. yeah okay. Date. Oh, the date. Okay. Wow, I didn't know you guys worked on Sunday. Uh, what do you think this is? Uh, I don't know. Couldn't say. Uh, I think it might be one of those tickets to heaven, though. Oh, uh, really? I don't know. I think that's the only thing we really deliver on Sundays. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's my, there's my ticket to heaven there. Hey, are you, aren't you going to stick around? I'll wait until Doug gets back. Uh, <laughs> everybody needs their shot. Yeah. There's us, the body of Christ. I didn't keep up on this because here's my alternate image. This is actually, this is actually our church theme this year. Okay. That's probably more realistic than the first one. Okay. Um, here's my ticket to heaven. Um, says, please admit one prideful sinner, Tom Christie. Okay. Um, that's who I am. Now, now, there's some truth about this, this way of thinking, this paradigm of thinking. Okay. There's some truth to that. And, I, and I've, because I've used this, I've, I've thought about it this way in the past. Here's what's true about it. One, uh, if I want to go to heaven, I have to ask Jesus. Okay, that's true. Okay, um, salvation comes from Jesus. It's not given to me because I'm an American or something. I, I, I have to ask for it. Okay, I'm going to have to humble myself and ask for that. Here's the problem with it. If I have this, okay, why do I need you guys? Okay. In fact, eventually, if this goes on long enough in my thinking, um, not only do I not need you guys, the body of Christ, I don't need Christ himself. I have, I have my certificate, like an insurance policy, and I'm on my way. Okay. In reality, uh, the New Testament model is, is far different. What we, what we get is, is not a, it's not like a transaction. Okay. Um, what we get uh, when we confess Christ is Christ. It's Christ himself. 
When Peter confesses, you know, and he says he recognizes Christ, he says, I, I know who you are. You're, you're the Messiah, the Holy One of God, the Christ. Jesus doesn't say, hey, good job, Pete. Here's your certificate. <laughs> Off with you now. <laughs> he says, no. Blessed are you, Peter. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, who's in heaven. And on this rock, I will build my church, the body of Christ. Okay? There is no, you can't do Christianity alone. Okay? There's, there's no model of that in the New Testament. When Thomas says, Jesus tells, tells the disciples, hey, I'm, I'm going to be with the Father. Thomas says, what's the way? Just, just tell us plainly, what's, what's the way? Thomas would have settled for a ticket, you know, a map, right? He said, I'm the way. I'm the way. You're going to have to have me. Okay. Jesus says in John 14, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them. My Father will love them. And we will come to them. And we will make our home with them. Mm-hmm. This is not a ticket. This is fellowship with Jesus. This is connection to the Father every day through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. There's lots of images, paradigms of the new of the church in the New Testament. Uh, each of them teach us a different aspect of the church. There's this one from, from John 15. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Remain in me. Remain connected. Okay. Remain in me and you'll bear much fruit. The objective for us and for our lives and it's not to our detriment, it's to our joy, is to bear fruit. To do that, we have to meet, remain connected to Jesus. Um, here's another metaphor for us. The building. The church is a building. Not this building around us, but we ourselves are like a building. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, what they teach us. And our starting point our starting point is the cornerstone, Jesus. Okay. This, is a, this is a very, very useful metaphor. With it. it has this, this sense of progress of being built up. That's what we are as a church. We're not to be static. We're getting built up. It doesn't mean just numerically. It means spiritually in our knowledge of, of, in our knowledge of God and the, and the graces that he gives us. We're being built up into something, a temple. A temple by the power of His Holy Spirit for, for our God. There's a goal out there for us. That's what that metaphor teaches us. How about this one? It's used often in the New Testament. Family. We're part of the household of God, it says in Ephesians. First John calls us children of God. Many places we're referred to as the children of God. We're family. That's about relationship. It's about the relationship uh, between us. We're brothers and sisters. We owe each other the debt of love. 
Okay? And we're children of the Father. That's the family metaphor. But this one I love so much is the body. The body of Christ. This one rocks. I, I really love it. Um, this thing that, this idea that he says, there's Jews and Gentiles, slave or free. Folks, these are not even people who, who socialize with each other outside of the church. Okay? It's like saying, there's going to be people at church you don't even like. <laughs> and guess what? They're part of the body along with you. Oh, and by the way, I don't want there to be any divisions. So you better learn how to think about them in a way that helps you to eliminate divisions. There's parts of the body that we see and they're up here and, 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 and we look at them and we say, well, we, we can't do what they do. This is too bad. You're still necessary and you're part of the body. What is that with things we, parts of the body that are, some parts of the body that are presentable and some that we don't present? Well, it'd be like hair. Uh, hair's, hair's presentable. We, we see hair, at least on some people. Um, but we don't display our livers, right? Or our kidneys. Which would you rather be without? Okay. What would you rather go without? I can answer that one. Very glad to have my livers and my my liver and my kid kidneys. Okay. There's things that we think at first glance are really important. We wish we had more of that. And yet God says about his body. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. There's no differences. All the gifts are given for the common good in the body. Doug may be up here preaching at one moment and we see him and we're edified by what he does. And we might even say, gee, I wish I could do what he's doing. And yet there's someone across that hallway taking care of babies and changing a dirty diaper at the same moment. These are both necessary works in the body of Christ and indispensable, aren't they? Praise God for those people that do that. (laughs) Hey, I spent my time doing little fish, by the way. (laughs) Good training to be a preacher. The little fish classroom is down down here. Um, So you're part of it. Which which part are you? Because there's no opting out. The New Testament expects that each of us has a work to do, a ministry in the body of Christ. How many of you here uh, have been in breakout or been a breakout leader? All right. Hey, you guys just did, did a trip, right? A ministry trip, right? I'm going to tell you the first verse they learn in, in the breakout class. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship. That's us. We are God's workmanship. The body of Christ. We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. The members of the body have things to do. Okay? When we, when we ask Christ into our lives, 
God prepares things for us to do. For our joy. For our joy, He does those things. In the body of Christ, I'm amazed. As, I, as I've been church chairman to, to observe how many people, how many people in the body of Christ are ministering, are doing things for the body of Christ. And not just here in the walls of this building. Most of the ministry of us as a body of Christ most of the ministry, hopefully, that we'll do is outside these walls and in our community. I'd like to give you a couple examples of, of the wonderful works of the body of Christ that I've, I've encountered. You see, the, the body of Christ, us, if we're Jesus' body now, this is how, through us, that Jesus ministers in the world today. So what do, what do we do? We do the things that Jesus did. What Jesus do? Jesus went around to every town and village. He preached the good news of the kingdom of God. And he healed every disease and sickness. We're to be about that work. Um... Jesus welcomed sinners and ate with them. We're to be about that, about that work. We're the body of Christ. Uh, hmm. Jesus searched for that which was lost. Jesus loved lost things, lost people. That's what we're to be about. Here's a couple of works I've seen. Uh, when I was, uh, my wife and I lived in uh, the Congo when we were, when we were young, and I did have presentable hair on my head. It was back in the 80s, and uh, I got to be friends with a Belgian doctor. He worked at a hospital. Uh, down the road from us a few hours, uh, which made him a close neighbor in the Congo. And we got to know each other. Lovely guy, Dr. Anders. And uh, he said, you know, it's very good that I got to meet you because I'm, uh, I don't know surgery. I'm a general practitioner. And as I work at the hospital, I'm called on to do surgery every day. And I, I need some more, I need some more training in it. And I hear that the Covenant has, the Covenant Church has wonderful surgeons down at Kerala. So we arranged it for him to do uh, uh, some training down there, and we all loaded up our families and made the two-day truck trip down to the big station at Kerala. And uh, every day he would go, and he would spend time with the, the, uh, the covenant missionary doctor, Dr. Roger Thorpe. You know. And every evening he would come home, and we would quiz him about what went on. Oh, he was just getting such fantastic experience. He was just so enthused about uh, what he was seeing. Well, one day he came home and he said, today was amazing. He said, this case came in. It, uh, they brought this woman in. They carried her in. And it was something that did not happen often in that, in that part of the country. But he said this woman had been brutally attacked. And he made motions. He said, she had just been cut. With a machete, and he made motions like that with his hand to indicate the manner that she had been 
been wounded. And he said, it was amazing. It was like watching art. Dr. Thorpe put that lady back together. And all I could think of as I watched it go down is, is I'm so glad she did not come to my hospital. And I asked him, I was curious, I don't know much about the medical field. And I said, so, so you wouldn't have wanted, you wouldn't have even wanted to try. <laughs> and he said, Tom, I'm telling you, if that woman came to my hospital, she would be dead today. Right now, she would be dead. What an amazing work Dr. Roger Thorpe did. By the way, he just, he just passed away. Lovely guy. Just passed away last Last year, worked there at that hospital for years and years, decades. What an amazing work of the body of Christ. Okay, obviously, Dr. Thorpe was the hands, but think of the body of Christ behind him. Somebody in the body of Christ inspired him that he could do that. Somebody in the body of Christ supported him. He was sustained there at Carroll by the body of Christ. This is the work of the body of Christ. Now, right now, you might be saying, oh, Tom, you, you came and you preached, and now you're giving us such, such a specialized example of the work of the body of Christ. We can't do that. You're right, but you've fallen in my trap because it says here, okay, just because I'm not a foot, you can't say. Or because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. You do. And there's a work for you in the body of Christ. You're right. That's a, that's a specialized work. Not all of us are going to... Perhaps there's somebody here that needs to go and do that work. Our, our sister Marta Klein is there at that place right now. Here's another work in the body of Christ that I've seen. Also an amazing work. So my wife's talking to one of the ladies of the church, a senior lady. And uh, this lady said to her, I just love my church. I love First Covenant Church. So my wife's a good conversationalist. What do you love about your church? And she's expecting, well, I, I love the music. I love, I love the preaching. <laughs> You know, the, the things that we all love about it, the things that we see. The lady says to her, I just, I just love those guys that park the cars. <laughs> Shame on you, you didn't think of that. Nah. And think of it, what a, what a beautiful thing. Those guys don't just park cars. They minister. They're welcoming people. They're saying, you are, you belong here. You're part of the body of Christ. This is ministry they do. So, two very different works of the body of Christ, right? Okay, there's a question. Which one's better? Which one's a greater work? Don't fall for it. I should be ashamed of asking the question. We've read the passage. <clears throat> There's no greater works here 
There's only works. There's only works that glorify God. Hmm. That's amazing. There's works that glorify God, and we rejoice in them as the body of Christ. I'm sure I didn't always think like that. Honestly, I uh, shoot. I, I'm an American. You know, I'm an individual. We compete, don't we? We compete about who's best. We have to do complete paradigm shifts to be part of the body of Christ. Do you do you believe this really? That that the weaker part of the body is actually indispensable. We have to learn how to rethink to be a part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ, so which part are you? I do want something. I want something from you. I do want to challenge you. First of all, do you love the body of Christ? If you love Jesus, do you love what He loves? And among the things that He loves uh, is the church, His body. So do you love it? And, you know, and if you don't, that's still a good starting point. You know, if you knew you didn't, or maybe you love part of it and not other parts of it, uh, that's a good starting point. Um, would you pray about that? Would you just sit down and say, you know, God, I, I don't think I love, I love your body. Um, help me to love your body. Maybe you need to pray, uh, God, help me to love your body more. Help me to be in love with it. Uh, there may be parts of the body you don't appreciate and you need to lift up that part of the body or that person in the body and say, uh, God, today I want you to bless that person. I want you to bless that part of the body. Now, if you're going to love the body, you need to get to know the body. And uh, at First Covenant Church, the best way to get to know the body is to be part of a life group. Um, would you consider being part of a life group? As church chairman, I think it would just be wonderful if uh, if we as a, as a church body would be known as uh, people of the life group. Okay? If you, got, if you got pulled over on Magnolia for speeding and you said, uh, but officer, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm on my way to, to uh, First Covenant Church. He should... Instantly say, ha, first covenant, um, name five people in your life group. Just to test you. If you go to work and somebody says, what church do you go to? And you say, first covenant. They say, oh yeah, what night of the week does your life group meet? Okay. We should be known as people of the life group. In fact, our forebears in, in uh, the uh, Swedish Mission Friends movement, they were known as being the readers, as people of of small groups. Okay. This is where we get to know each other. I get so tired of coming in and and meeting you guys week some of you week after week and then I can't remember your name. But if I'm in a home group with you, if I'm in a life group, 
I'll remember you and I'll know you and I'll be able to to pray with you and to minister with you. Third thing. Okay, life groups, by the way, um, coming up in the fall will really have a, a big a, a big invitation for you to participate in in life groups. That's part of body life. Find your ministry. Um, it's not just the examples that I mentioned that are meant for ministry. You are. You're meant for ministry in the body of Christ. How do you find that? That's not an easy thing. Our pastors here, what, what their job is, is to fit us for works of service. Okay? Read the book of Ephesians. Chapter 2. They're here to fit us to do the work of ministry, the work of service in the world. What's your ministry? This now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking from Scripture, just from experience. I, I'll, I'll give this advice of, of, of perhaps my, my time in the church. Start. Just start. There's many opportunities. I bet if you open the bulletin today, there's going to be some opportunities for you to serve and, and to be a minister in the body of Christ. If you start there, if you just get started, um, that's going to lead you into the other places that you should be that suit you for ministry where your gifts can apply. But you've got to get started somewhere. Pray about this too. Pray that God would reveal to you, where, where do you want me serving how can I use my gifts? Each of you has a gift that's, that's made for the common good. You know, one of the reasons that, that we're here as a body, that we come and we worship together, is, you know, there are always people, even, to, even now, there's people who are not Christ followers, who will come to us, who will come and, and, and be part of us. They're so... Welcome, we so desire that they, they, they will be here with us. And, and through our worship, simple things that we don't even understand or think about, they'll see the body of Christ and we pray. They'll desire, they'll desire to have Him. They'll hear His Word here among us. And they'll desire to have Him. It's like a mystery. We don't even understand the ways that God can work through us. Let's pray. Father God, help us to understand Your body. Help us to love Your body to know your body, to be ministers in your body. We know you put us together, each one of us, for a reason. We trust you, Father God. Guide and direct us. Show us your will for us in your body. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.